Welcome to the Word of a King podcast. It's where culture clashes with our calling, where preaching is more important than popularity, where we rightly divide and properly apply the scriptures, where we put to rest common and controversial issues. We do this by looking to the Word of a King. The key to understand the Word of God is for the author to show you what the thing says. If you understand that book, you get for the author. Then he opened their understanding. Well, amen. Welcome back to another episode of the Word of a King. I am your host, Chad Reese, pastor at Lighthouse Baptist Church. And joining me, as always, is Brother Brian Beam. Uh, brother, it's just been uh, a blessing. And I've been, I say this kind of every week, but enjoyed the podcast. But uh, we're going to open up again. Last week, I mentioned how Brother Brian doesn't like to be asked, how's it going? And so I attempted a lame joke. I'm not going to tell another joke this week. But Brother Brian, maybe uh, maybe just open us up and give us a story, maybe something going on in your life or whatever whatever you want to give to the audience. There's not much going on in my life other than just out of nowhere. N- not out of nowhere, I apologize. Through prayer, and I've been really active in Lighthouse Baptist Church. Amen. Thank God. Praise the Lord. He's, he's able to use me. Amen. And long story short, decided to sell our house, our first and only house we've ever owned that we've owned just over three years. But the market's really good right now, and I am expecting a coming economic collapse. So if we're going to sell the house, now's the time to do it. So prayed about it and just have total peace about it and want to be done with that. And I quit my job. Other than that, nothing new. <laughs> Sold your house, quit your job, nothing, no right. big news, I've right? Five and a half years, and it's a really good job, good paying job, but I worked way too much, and it was physically really demanding, and I don't know. I'm free financially. I don't Amen. know. I guess the Lord will take care of it, but we'll see what happens. So, Brother Brian, where are you moving to? Don't know. Supposed to say that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, okay. just, I'm just teasing. With you. you. Okay, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. He's moving in. He's <laughs> you moving a barn. in. You got some barns out here. That's right. <laughs> He's like Abram. And yes. uh, so praying that God directs him. Well, that that is exciting. And man, it's been a blessing since you've, uh, uh, the Lord's led you over to Lighthouse, you and Sister Tammy, and obviously active, like you said, teaching uh, Lighthouse Bible Institute and street preaching and doing everything else and filling in the pulpit and uh, teaching Sunday school and just every opportunity. So it's been a great blessing. And we are excited for Brother Brian and Sister Tammy, uh, especially pray for Sister Tammy. No, Amen. she's a wonderful, wonderful wife and yes. very supportive. And, and I, I'm just totally joking. But uh, I imagine as a, a lady, um, probably she uh, uh, loves her husband and supports her husband and praise the Lord for that. But let's keep her in prayer. Is, uh, but it's a good chapter, right? Exciting. 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 I've been broke and had nothing most of my life. So yeah. we'll just go back to that. <laughs> amen, brother. Amen. No. Well, uh, Lord of us. Yeah, he will. He will. And God will guide you and direct you. And, uh, and if you're right about that housing collapse, then uh, you were very wise and had a lot of wisdom and <laughs> sold your house at, uh, well, the market is high. So with that said, uh, we have an exciting podcast and looking forward to talking about prophecy. And again, this is just one of the amazing internal proofs that the Bible is the very words of God. And although there was 40 authors who penned the Bible, we know I say 40 authors, 40 writers, 
We know there was only one author, and that's God Almighty, and many internal proofs of that, many exciting things in regards to the Bible, but probably on top of most people's list is prophecy. And uh, Brother Brian, we're going we're gonna to talk about that today, and I think when we say prophecy, and we know this as Bible believers, we're not talking about some vague prophecy like the world has or Nostradamus and, you know, a bird fell out of the sky and you can make that mean whatever I mean. Yeah, he that was, was right. Yeah, 9-11, the bird <laughs> fell out of the sky, hit a tree and fell out of the sky. And, you know, just no. Zeppelin, the Lindenberg or Zeppelin thing that burned. and Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's all that just very vague, uh, kind of like, you know, the fortune cookie uh, little sayings, you know, whatever it is, your, your future will change. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's profound. That was right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I have a funny Chinese story. Go for it. Actually, two funny Chinese stories. <laughs> This is going to be good. Anyway, we uh, the local Chinese place that I worked at years and years ago. But we get food, and I hardly ever go there. My son, I lost a bunch of weight, and I try to eat healthy, so I don't usually eat it. But my son will pick up when he's in town. He's over-the-road truck driver. So now and then he'll pick up Empire Chinese in Toledo, Ohio area. It's really good food. But I got Chinese tell it like it is gospel tracks in Mandarin, and they're like a buck fifty. So you know I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> so I got them in Chinese, and I told my son give these people some tracks, but he never got around to it. And my wife and I went there the other day and I, oh man, I forgot the Chinese tracks. So the Lord just really laid it on my heart the other day and I don't work. So I just free, free man now. Right? So I went, went to get some cash to go hit up some garage sales for something I've been working on. I thought I'm going to get $10 bill and get those four gospel tracks and give it to this lady that works there. And, and the, you can't go in there. They have a window and she's like squirts everything with sanitizer. And she's like, told, she'll squirt your debit card with sanitizer. Wow. Yeah. She's, obsessed with this the covid stuff so i got the ten dollars <coughs> a ten dollar bill with the four gospel tracks and i went to give it to the lady and she took the tracks and i said no 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 i don't i don't want that i said no i, I want you to take it here it's, it's a free gift and i want to give you a tip and i told her i used to work there and i got gospel tracks in chinese for the cooks years ago because a lot of them don't speak english right i said would you please give oh okay yeah thank you thank you i said no take that and she refused the money but she really acted excited about the gospel tracks. well praise the lord so that's good yeah amen and i've been meaning to tell you something all right how long is a chinese name <laughs> how long brother brian Exactly. Yeah. How long is a Chinese name? Right. How long is a Chinese <laughs> yeah. name? Yeah. <laughs> I picked up on it. So okay. Like, Most people don't get it and they, it goes back and forth, yeah. but hopefully some of the viewers didn't get it. Yeah. That's okay. Even if they did, <laughs> that's still on the level of Brother Brian humor. So uh, we, we appreciate it uh, at Lighthouse and it's just a blessing. We are going to get into the podcast now, though, and... I think, you know, Brother Brian, when we talk about prophecy and we're going to look at some neat things in regards to what the Bible says, and again, the Bible, not only do we see fulfilled prophecy, there's prophecy that's coming in the future, and we're seeing the stage being set for it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we would be admiss if we did not talk about the prophecy concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and how remarkable that is. And again, so Brother Brian, maybe just for a few moments, uh, take some liberty and just uh, uh, share some of those prophecies concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, 
I was going to read a verse in Isaiah before that. Sure. This is Isaiah 40 to 49 is some of the best chapters in the Bible where God is challenging all the other gods, all the fake idols. Said, so if you think you're God, come here, come at me. Let's see if you can do what I can. Yeah. Isaiah 41, 22, let them bring them forth and show us what shall happen. God's saying, if you're God, here's what you got to do. Because I'm God and I'm going to tell you what to do. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you're God or not. So is Muhammad right or Mary right or Joseph Smith in the Book of Mormon right and Nostradamus right? Or is a, how do we know? I'll, we'll tell you here. Let them show the former things, what mm. they be, that we may consider them and know the latter end of them. Or declare us things for to come. Show the things that are to come hereafter. That's prophecy. That's right. telling the future. That we may know that ye are gods. Yea, good. do good or do evil, that we may be dismayed and behold it together. Behold, ye are nothing, hmm. and your work of naught. An abomination is he that chooseth you. <laughs> amen, amen. I mean, those are, you know, you're right. I, Isaiah, when God starts bragging about himself and challenging these false gods and just amazing chapters in the Bible. But that really is the the test, the test, uh, uh, as God said, you know, tell us the future. Tell us the things that come to pass. And thank God we have a book that does because we serve the creator of the universe. And thank God for that. So wonderful passages to start with. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the prophecies concerning our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the main, of course, the, the Bible is about a king and a king. Amen. The Amen. king is Jesus Christ. The coming king is Jesus Christ. And the Bible, I think it said there are 48 prophecies about Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Hmm. And every single one of them comes true right on the money. Yeah. We can't cover all 48, but we're going to cover some of the kind of a basic overview of some of them. Sure. And... I don't remember the scientist's name or anything, but some mathematician did a study on that and said the odds of these things coming to pass are one out of 10 with 153 zeros, 158 zeros, something like that after it. Yeah. And that number is just astronomical. <laughs> I mean, we don't even really Literally. comprehend unless you're a mathematician, right? right? The average person doesn't comprehend what that means. But I, I know we know just by hearing that, that just literally mathematically, that means it is impossible. Like there, there's, you can't take I any other scary. subject, right? You can't take any other subject and say, well, these are the odds of this happening. Therefore, there's a chance. No, once you get to that many zeros, mathematically, that says it's impossible. It, it cannot come to pass. But yet, as you just said, Brother Brian, every single one of these prophecies came to pass. And that just defies logic. It defies the human mind. But again, that's because we're talking about the God of the universe. And he wanted to confirm. He wanted to show man who he was and who he is. And he did it through his word and he fulfilled these prophecies down to a T so you could know who the true God is. And so let's, uh, why don't you discuss some of these in no kind of the details. Work. No guesswork, brother. <laughs> the, the, listen, the verdict's in, the case is settled. Easy. Jesus Christ is God. And it's proven through these prophecies, just one of many proofs, but here's uh, dealing with the prophecies of Christ. They confirm who Jesus Christ is and the word of God. Yeah, I should have ran the numbers on this. I know we're kind of getting off <laughs> off here. But the odds of winning like the Powerball are like one out of 250 million. This is one out of 10 and then put 158 zeros. Right. It's like winning the Powerball. You say, well, there's still a chance. Well, it's like hitting the Powerball and the, and the Mega Million probably a thousand times in a row. Right. And picking the right numbers. It's absolutely impossible unless you're God. Nobody right. can know what the, unless the thing's fixed, what the random numbers are. Or flipping a coin, the odds are one out of two. Okay, times it by what are the odds you can get heads twice? Two times to the second power, one out of four. Okay, do that 
until you die yeah. for 50, 60 years. And it's going to be, and you call it heads or tails every single time. Right. And get course, it right. That's what you're doing when you say this book is not the word of God. That's it. And you say, well, you got your religion. I got mine or I'll trust it. We'll see at the day of judgment. You know, this is the word of God. That's it's it. true. But this is a blessing. If you're saved, yeah. it'll confirm the word of God. So we'll just kind of look at some of those. Yeah. And one of those is the Bible talks about in Genesis 49, that Jesus Christ will be of the tribe of Judah. Mm. It says, uh, Genesis, in Genesis 49, right. this is Jacob, and he's dying, and he gives a prophecy about his 12 sons. Of course, Jacob's name is changed to Israel. Right. He has 12 sons. That's the 12 tribes of Israel. They become the nation of Israel. And concerning Judah, he talks about a lion shall not, uh, the scepter shall not depart yep. from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. Amen. Shalom, peace, and unto him shall the gathering, of the gathering of the people be. And then it talks about the blood, and you got the yeah. wine in there. Yeah. And he says it'll be from Judah. What are the odds of that? Well, one out of 12. Sure. <laughs> I guess I guess God could have just guessed it right. Well, sure enough, of course, you know, Jesus Christ shows up. And Luke 3 and Matthew 1 give right. the genealogies. And he's he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. It traces it through Joseph and through Mary. And his uh, lineage through that is all the way back to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Judah. One out of 12. Yeah. It says in Micah 5, 2, he'll be born in Bethlehem. <laughs> There's not much in the Old Testament about Bethlehem. Right, right. If you guessed a city, you might say Jerusalem or Bethel or Dan, Beersheba or some other major city. Bethlehem is not some major city. There are hundreds and hundreds of sure. cities in the land of Israel. And Micah 5.2 says that he will come from Bethlehem. Right. And when Jesus Christ showed up, where was he born? Yeah, right where the Bible said. Bethlehem. Right. With a... Mary and and again so I think that's kind of when we started this just about how specific the Bible is it's not given some vague prophecy it specifically right. told you from what tribe it specifically told you what city and this is what we mean about how amazing the prophecies are concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and they just go on and on and on why don't you um, just uh, why don't you give us both you know five six more just uh, just some of these amazing facts amazing prophecies concerning the lord jesus christ one of them says in uh, zechariah what is it 11 that jesus christ will be betrayed for 30 pieces mm. of silver that's a pretty specific prophecy right. right and of course we all know what happens he's betrayed by judas iscariot which psalm says my known familiar friend right the prophecy fulfilled it tells you how he's going to be betrayed. It tells you he's betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. It tells you he's born in Bethlehem. Oh, by the way, the timing to the exact day, if mm. you actually kind of run the numbers and Clarence right. Larkin runs the numbers, Daniel 9 gives you the exact, at least years, right. pretty exact, the, 40, the 70 weeks prophecy. He shows up after 69 weeks, which hopefully you're kind of familiar with it, but it's 483 sure. literal years. Right. And he tells you when it starts, commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem yep. unto Messiah the Prince. And he says it's 483 years. Right. Well, 30 AD is when Messiah the Prince, when he's anointed, when he's baptized Amen. John the Baptist. Right. And you take 483 years, that brings you to 453 BC, which is almost to the exact year when the commandment to restore yeah. and rebuild Jerusalem. Right. And that's, and again, that's just absolutely how did, how did, amazing. How did the Old Testament know? <laughs> right. You know, another little side note, a little fun fact there is uh, you look in the Old Testament in regards about the value of a person in the Bible, talk about the value of a man mm. and how much uh, the worth is and the value of a woman. And, uh, you know, Jesus Christ was sold that 30 pieces of silver for the price of a 30 year old woman. And, uh, that, that servant, yeah, wasn't a servant, right? And and the reason that's uh, amazing is because Jesus Christ took the place of his bride, 
and he died for his bride. That's why they didn't offer him the wages, the going wages of a man that's 30 years old. They gave him the going wages of a woman, 30 pieces of silver, hmm. because he took my place. He took your place, the bride of Christ. Yeah. Just like a little Preach. interesting nugget there in regards to the 30 pieces of silver. So I thought that was pretty neat. That's awesome. Yeah. What else you got there? Okay. Tells you how he'd be born. Tells you when he'd be born. Yeah. Tells you where he would be born. Tells you he'd be born of a virgin. Of course, the first messianic prophecy, Genesis 3.15, the serpent seed and the yeah. woman seed. And, oh, by the way, a woman doesn't have a seed. There's right? virgin birth. Yeah. Amen. We can Amen. go on and on and on. I know he's got a few doozies. I'll mention a couple more. He'd be preceded by a forerunner, hmm. John the Baptist, and Isaiah 40, written 700 B.C. before right. Christ showed up. It tells you what John the Baptist will preach. Sure enough, a man comes up, John the Baptist, yeah. the forerunner, the voice crying in the wilderness, and he's preaching what Isaiah 40 says he'll preach. His the verse is about a Galilean ministry. He's going to ride in on the colt, the foal of an ass, Zechariah 9.9. What does he do as triumphal entry? He rides in on the colt, the foal of an ass, and it just never ends. And that's just... 8% of them or something. Yeah. It's just amazing stuff. It's statistically impossible right. for this not to be the word of God. Yeah. It's statistically impossible, the practical side, now I'm preaching, to yeah, man, not preach. go to heaven, to not get a new body, to not go to hell right. if you're not saved, to not, you must be born again. You can trust this book. You can trust your soul. Yeah. You can trust your family. You can be crazy moron or whatever like <laughs> me and uh, say, I'm selling my house and quitting my job and I'm just going to trust the Lord and whatever happens, happens. And the Lord has made it clear to me and I want Amen. Amen. Whatever. God have mercy and <laughs> the Lord be the glory and all that good stuff. Amen, brother. Praise the Lord. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. And, and then, you know, it's just... It truly is. So we know the Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the words of God. And, and that's the thing about the Bible. The more you study the Bible, the more faith you'll have in the Bible. And, and that's what I, I just love about God. I love about the Bible. Yes, it's a, a walk of faith, but it's not blind faith. No. God confirms his word over and over and over again. And that's why when you get in the Bible, your faith can grow. Your confidence in God can grow. And uh, what a blessing that is. And so you dealt with just, I know, just you just skimmed the, the surface of prophecies concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and talked about the tribe and his birth and the triumphal entry. But another just amazing prophecy is the Bible would tell you how he would die. And uh, so obviously this is Psalms chapter 22. In Psalms chapter 22, you understand here, this is David writing in verse one. It says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why are thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Now, again, before we get into the verse in regards to the crucifixion, and I'm going to point that out here in a moment, I just wanted to uh, share this is because there's a lot of discussion in regards to the Bible and the author and the reader and the intent of it. And I made this statement recently, and I think it will help some people, but I, I just want you to know that the writer nor the reader determines the depth of the doctrinal truth of the author. And that author is God Almighty. Now, David, no doubt, was feeling like this when he penned these words in Psalms chapter 22. And I really believe this is David pouring his heart out. And no doubt, the... Um, 
Jews who read this back a thousand BC, uh, they were reading this and they probably even knew David penned it. And this is how David was feeling. But listen, that wasn't the doctrinal truth uh, to Psalms chapter 22. Yeah, historically, David was the author. And historically, that Old Testament Jew would read this and maybe get help. And when they felt down or depressed or discouraged or and understand what David was going through. But this is doctrinally, prophetically, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, who would about a thousand years later hmm. say these words on the cross of Calvary. And this is a prophecy. So when you come down uh, to verse 16, you'll see here it says, for dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. Here it is. They pierced my hands and my feet. And so the Bible tells you that the Lord Jesus Christ, hands and feet would be pierced. And of course, we know he was crucified. What is absolutely amazing about this is when this was penned around 1024 BC, not a single person had ever been crucified. You won't find a historical example about anyone being crucified. I did a, a short study and the first example of a historical crucifixion took place in 522 BC. And the first person who was historically crucified was crucified post-mortem. After he was dead, they crucified him. They must have really hated that guy. <laughs> what he did. Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, it wasn't long after that they started crucifying people alive. But again, the first recorded person crucified, 522 BC. That's 500 years before the Lord Jesus Christ was going to be born. And of course, you know, his life, and then approximately 33 AD, if our calendar's right, he is crucified. But the Bible recorded that a thousand years before he was ever born. And again, this is what we're talking about in regards to the prophecy and how specific it is in the Bible. So uh, not only does the Bible talk about his tribe he's going to come from, not only does the Bible talk about uh, where he's going to be born and how he's going to be born and, you know, the triumphal entry and many, many more passages, the Bible tells you how he's going to die and how to be crucified and and again, there's more prophecies in regards to his death and how a bone wouldn't be broken. Yeah. And that's why he gave up the ghost before they came out and broke his legs um, uh, there on the crucifixion. But uh, we could go on and on about the prophecies of the Lord Jesus Christ. And man, they're worthy of studying. And thank God that every single one of them came to pass. And let me just mention this. We're not going to get into a lot of this on this podcast. But there's prophecies concerning him, him coming back. Amen. And just like all of them were fulfilled in his first coming, every single one of the prophecies in regards to his second coming are going to come to pass just like he said they would. But uh, let's let's just talk about some other general prophecies, brother. You got some other, or maybe you want to add on to that, or whatever else you want to talk about in regards to prophecy. So let's uh, kind of turn over to you for a few moments. All right, there's a lot of historical prophecies, and I've shown this to lost people, and I haven't had them get on their knees and get saved, but it shut them up. And I was in my job once, I had a guy ride along with me. He was a safety guy, and I mentioned being born again and being saved, and he said, oh, you, you mentioned you were saved, and I guess he was in the military, and he got saved. He said, I said, oh, so you're saved? Like, well, I don't know. I went, I went down, and I said, said what they told me to do, but I don't really believe it anymore. Is it? And as I talked to the guy, I realized he, he probably never got saved. Sure. But he said, have you ever seen this video called, um, oh, what's that thing called? It's a famous atheist video on YouTube, Zeitgeist. And mm. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Right. And 
yeah, I've been trained and everything. So I was like, yeah, bring it on, brother. I'll watch it or <laughs> whatever I call right, it. Right. He showed me the thing and I had to keep stopping it because nonstop lies. But I sure. pulled it on him. I said, well, the whole point of the video is the Bible's not the word of God. It was written by man and this stuff is all filled before Jesus showed up. They said the same thing and about pagan Can gods. Can I stop you one second? Oh, yeah. I, I love when people say that. Well, the Bible is written by man. Well, who else writes books? <laughs> Do they think a monkey was going to write it? A right. dog was going to yeah. write it? Anyways, sorry. I just, I just can't help myself when people say that. It's like that's a good one. Who else do you think writes books? Right, that's, that's all God has. That's yeah. what he uses. Anyway, sorry, brother. Go ahead. But he, we watched the Zeitgeist thing, and I pointed out to him, and I've had my lost cousins. Um, we talked about it, and I showed him all the fulfilled prophecy that I'm yeah. going to talk about a few of them. And hopefully you're familiar with some of them, historical prophecies and what makes the Bible different, and how every single thing God says, it's history. It's Amen. history. Amen. not talking religion. We're right. talking history, like we looked at the uh, scientific facts last time. That's not religion. That's science. Yeah. What I talked about, the odds of these coming to fourth, that's math. Mathematics. That's We're not right. talking religion. That's right. We're not talking be a good little boy and girl and go to heaven and pray a prayer and our Father which art in heaven yeah. and do the Holy Rosary and the beads. We're not talking that. No. We're talking statistics and history and facts. But yeah, I've shown that and it shuts the people up. There is no response to it. Sure. There is no response. It's a hundred percent fact. They have historical fact. They have they can date these things back to the fourth, fifth century BC. Look it up in worldly encyclopedias. It'll say by the fourth or fifth century. All 39 books of the Old Testament, they know it was a fact. You can't see, well, Isaiah wrote that after Jesus right, was born. Right, right, right. They got people quoting Isaiah hundreds of years before Jesus ever showed up. Sure. Same thing with the book of Daniel. So these things are right on the money, and there is no answer to it other than ignore it. But these are really good stuff. I think the UN is a good one. Amen. Uh, the Bible prophesies about the UN in the last time. It talks about all countries getting together. I'll quote Joel 3.2. The UN is amazing. Of course, Israel as a whole is amazing prophecies. Here's Joel 3.2. I will also, and think about this. Before 19, uh, 1945, I always confuse 1948, Israel became sure. a nation. But before, right around after World War II, when did all nations ever get together? Never in the history of mankind. <laughs> right, right. Well, maybe the Tower of Babel. Sure. But as far as secular history, it's geographically, it's not possible. Up until the technology was there and the will and the leading of God, to get all these people together, it wasn't even possible. It never happened. Sure. Well, God said in Joel 800 BC, yeah. it's also in Zechariah, over you know 25, 2800 years ago that this stuff would happen. I will also gather all nations. This is not in the Buddhist literature. It's not in the Quran. Right, right, amen. And will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel. All nations, God's going to get them together, right. whom they have scattered mm. among the nations, so God said all nations will scatter the Jew among right. the nations and parted my land. There's another good one in Zechariah 14. God says in the last days all the nations will get together and they're going to scatter Israel. There's other verses that says Jerusalem will be a cup of trembling. Mm -hmm. right. I think as of May 2021, as of, in other words, now, that's being fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. That's happening. Jerusalem's a cup of I trembling. I mean, look at the news. Look at all over. I mean, and, and again, the fact that uh, these passages are dealing with how these nations are going to get together and these nations are going to go against the Jews. Uh, folks, this is what, this is, yeah, you're living it. And it's it's going to come to pass more and more. This is what the Bible said. And uh, so these are just amazing prophecies concerning the nation of Israel. Zechariah 14, 2, for I will gather all nations against Jerusalem. <laughs> As of today, mm -hmm. 
10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. All nations are against Israel, right. except for the U.S. and I think some insignificant island nation, one or two of them, or and, Cyprus or something. And think about it. Think about what our, our current administration and, and, you know, the squad and, you know, the far left that are infiltrating and affecting American politics and everything in our life. Listen, it could be in this administration that America turns its back on Israel. And so we are seeing the stage being set and it's going to come to pass just like the Bible says, and all nations are going to turn on Israel. And right now, again, we're, we're living it as we see more and more countries uh, turn against Israel. Think about just anti-Semitism and how people, the Jews, the problem, the Jew, the Jew, the Jew. I mean, you just hear it nonstop and it's amazing. This is what the Bible's talking about. Amen. If I had to give you one word that proves the Bible is the word of God, it would either be Jesus Christ or it would be Israel. Yeah. And these are just some of the kind of the quick things we're pointing out. Zephaniah 3.8. Therefore, wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to the prey for my determination. Pastor Chad, if God's determined to do something, I'm thinking Ooh, he's going to do it. Yeah, he's going to do it. <laughs> my determination is to gather the nations that I may assemble the kingdoms. The UN is called the United Nations Assembly. Mm. They even use the words, by the way, they have Isaiah 2 on the stone in front of the building. Right. About they shall beat their swords right. and plowshares and their whatever. That, that's that kind of, uh, <laughs> we talked about a little bit, I believe, but that false peace, maybe that was that church I was talking about, that false peace the Antichrist is going to try to bring in, right? Right. Peace, 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 when there is no peace. By peace shall destroy many. Yeah, absolutely. But Policies. The, the, yeah. the end of the Jew is there. It says that he'll gather all nations. Yeah. Fulfilled. He said they're going to part the land. They've been doing it. Jerusalem right. will be a cup of trembling. Right. They are today. Uh, they'll be dispersed in the land. The Bible says they'll be regathered. Yeah. In Deuteronomy 8, God says, It is I that gives you power to get wealth. Hmm. And that's part of the conspiracies. The Jews own the world, right. and the Jews are the puppet masters, and the Jews are the bankers, and the Jews are financing all the wars. And the, and a lot of that stuff is true. And right. We are not anti-Semite. We're pro Israel right. 100%. Right. But a lot of the anti-Semite stuff is because there's truth in it. Right. And, and then you think about that as a Bible believer, Brother Brian, and this is what I don't understand about even some, you know, Christians and maybe some quasi-Bible believers or even maybe some Bible believers, you know, they start talking and getting caught up with these conspiracies. And yeah. listen, like you just said, we know it's true the jew god is blessed physically they have wealth they control this and by no means um are we the far right haggy crowd where we think you know just because you're a jew you're going to go to heaven no 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 a jew needs to be born again a jew needs to be saved just like you and i and if they die without jesus christ going to die and lift up their eyes in hell just like the rich man but in regards to a nation god has chose that nation and listen god's not done with the jews no matter what anyone says you're seeing again the fulfillment the stage being set, all these prophecies Brother Brian's talking about in regards to the nation of Israel, in regards to the Jews. And so, yeah, they God promised them wealth. So guess what? They're wealthy. Right. And How would you explain that outside of God doing it? Right. We know Adolf Hitler in World War II wiped him out. Yeah. They were left down of just a few million people. Today, I think they're 18 million people out of a population of almost 8 billion. Right. And, and they're the size of the state of New Jersey. Surrounded Everyone by their enemies. Everyone hates their guts. Yeah. They're surrounded by their enemies. Iran says they're going to drive them into the, into the water. Why haven't they? Yeah, exactly. And again, that kind of goes back to my point of like, if God is the one blessing them, and God's the one making them wealthy, and God's the one that's protecting them, I sure am not going to be against them. 
Now, again, we understand there's a balance there and we don't support the liberalism or the wickedness that's in modern day Israel. That's not what we're saying, but we are saying God has chosen them. And uh, I'm still a firm believer in uh, Genesis chapter 12. I'll bless them that bless thee. I'll curse them that curse at thee. And I think that's one of the reasons America's been mm. blessed. We were a sure safe is. haven for those Jews after right. World War II. And God said, hey, I'll bless them that bless thee. But, that uh, was Genesis 12, 3. And yeah. 1921 BC, <laughs> right. I believe. Right. And 4,000 years of history since Abraham has proved that God will bless those that bless them and yeah. curse them that curse them. Yeah, amen. amen. There's another one, Numbers 23 9. This is spoken by a lost man, by the way, Balaam. For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone, Israel, and shall not be reckoned among the nations. That Jew was dispersed mm. in 70 AD. And they said to Jesus, they said to Pilate, Pilate said, I am clean of the blood of this innocent man. That Jew said, his blood be upon us yeah. and upon our children. We have no king but Caesar. 70 AD, God sent Titus, a Roman general, in, destroyed Jerusalem, crucified like yeah. 10,000 Jews upside down outside the city. And the Jews, they call it the diaspora in history, for 1,900 years wandered nation to nation to nation. Everybody hated their guts. Everybody despised yeah. them. Everybody was against them for 1,900 years. They had no nation. They had no yeah. flag. They had no national land until 1948, which is a fulfillment of prophecy. God said he'd bring them back. Right. How did the Jews survive? Right. These people show up. They still speak the same language. Right. They have the same customs. Even. They have the same traditions. They have the same dietary laws. They have the same religious services. To this day, they celebrate Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and they still have the Passover. They have all that stuff. Right. How would you explain that outside of a God when the whole world is against them and has persecuted them every single place they go? It's, Where are the Babylonians today? They're right. gone. Where the, are the Midianites? Hivites. They're gone. Where are the Hivites, Hivites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites? They're gone. Right. Where are the Jew? Doing just fine. And their culture, their language, their exactly. you know their worship, and of course we understand they don't have a literal temple right now. But but nevertheless, they've they kept all of it. Yeah, they will because the Bible says they will, and they're yeah. going to have for sacrifice again. But all of that is intact because there's a God who prophesied about these things. There's a God who said these things will come to pass, and they're coming to pass just like He said they would. Mm -mm -mm. So uh, that I mean, we'll, we'll probably in the future do a whole podcast uh, just in regards to the Jews. And and again, I'll just throw this out there now. This is how we know that God's not done with the Jews because the Bible says he's not done with them in Romans chapter 11. And so despite, again, what may be popular or maybe uh, trending or maybe the new catching teaching to be anti-Semitic, it is not biblical. God is not done. Uh, I think what Brother Grady says, it's the ultimate, ultimate conundrum. They're the beloved enemy, according mm. to the word of God. And they are. They're the enemy concerning the, the gospel. They killed yeah. Jesus Christ, First Thessalonians. Absolutely. The wrath of God is on them to the uttermost. Yeah. Amplified Bible, by the way, says forevermore. Mm -hmm. So replacement theology. There. Right, right. They're all the same. They just update stuff. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, concerning the Father, they are the beloved. So uh, um, what else right. you get there? Well, I, have, uh, I don't know if you want yeah. Alexander or... Whatever you want, brother. No. The Bible, I'll just give you a secular reference. Well, the Jews was a secular reference. On Alexander the Great, of course, the book of Daniel is a great book on the kingdoms, and God reveals all these secrets to Daniel, and Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and there's... It foretells all the world. We're talking history now. Yeah. I remember Brother Donovan witnessed to his dad, who, as far as he knows, died without Christ and is in hell. But he's like, Dad, I'm talking history. I'm not, I'm right. not talking religion. We're talking history. And he showed his dad just different things that I'm, I'm trying, to show, um, trying to show you guys here. But um, let's see, Alexander, Daniel 8. 
Yeah, this is amazing concerning how specific this is and what the Bible says about this. This is and, not St. Augustine. This is Alexander the Great. Right. We all have heard of him. He's a character in history. And you can confirm what the Bible says about him with secular history. Right. And, and it's going to come to pass just like the Bible said it would. I know it's a separate thing on Cyrus, but in uh, Isaiah 44, the last verse, and then in Isaiah 45, Isaiah names yeah. a man, King Cyrus, who right. was hundreds of years later, he was the king of Persia, the Jews go into captivity, and then yeah. Cyrus, that's where you're in the book of Ezra, the book of Nehemiah, right. allows them to return into the land sure. and rebuild. Right. And God prophesied of that. I had a quote, it's in my other Bible. It was for either from World Book, or I, I used a lot of secular encyclopedias and sure. wikipedia and different sites like that and then wrote down what they said hmm. where they admit the bible was correct wow and i have the exact quote but i don't i don't have it in this bible but just trust me yeah. it said isaiah offered hope by correctly prophesying that cyrus would would uh, re allow the jews right. to return a secular history gives isaiah credit and i also have a quote where it says the book of isaiah was finished by the 8th century bc wow it had, you can prove it just mathematically but you know that's no big deal that he would mention who it was and the name and what he would do Other you know just that, yeah just no no yeah. no big if deal, you're right? against this book or you're not saved it's a spiritual problem that's it, an brother. intellectual problem it is spiritual you got to be crazy to believe what what they believe but it, yeah so in the image he has a head of gold nebuchadnezzar's a head of gold then he mentions the arms and it's cyrus and darius darius right. these are secular kings in history right. that's the next world empire sure and then you got alexander the great before the ten toes and that, that's rome and all that but here's alexander the great just a few verses on that uh let's see daniel eight twenty one. it says yeah, the ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of Media and Persia. So I think that means it's the kings of Media and Persia. Yeah, pretty specific there. Who in history are Cyrus and Darius. Mm. Verse 21. So the next kingdom is, and the rough goat is the king of Grecia. Tells you exactly the king of Grecia. Now, I don't have the exact quotes, but I know, um, I think it's Josh McDowell, one of those kind of a Christian apologists. Sure. Who, they're not Baptist, but they got some good books on Christian apolo apologist stuff. It mentions that Greece at this time is the equivalent of like, it would be the equivalent of saying today that in 50 years, the Bahamas is going to take over the world. <laughs> right, right. With a military force. The right. Bahamas has no one in the military. Yeah. I've been to Bahamas. Nice island. But right. anyway, <laughs> so Greece is nothing. Right. But we know Greece was a world empire. Alexander Amen. the Great, I think either he or it was um, Genghis Khan conquered more land than anybody. But it says, the ram which thou sawest having two horns, kings of Media Persia. The rough goat is the king of Grecia. And the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. There's a couple more on that. Daniel 8, 8 says, therefore, the he goat waxed very great. And when he was strong, the great horn was broken. And for it came up four notable ones, yeah. the four winds of heaven. Alexander the Great. They said he wept and cried because there was no more land to conquer. And at the age of 33, he killed himself. Wow. Alexander the Great did not have any children. Right. But And his kingdom was split into four. And isn't, I don't have the reference from me. Doesn't the Bible talk about it won't be to his, yeah, that's yeah. what you're going to. <laughs> I was going to read nice. yeah, No, go ahead. That's okay. fine. Yeah. Daniel 11, 3. And yeah. a mighty king shall stand up that shall rule with great dominion and do according to his will. And when he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken. Right and shall be divided toward the four winds of heaven. So Alexander the Great, he died, didn't have any kids. The kingdom was split into four. How did Daniel know that? Yeah. And it was split among his four generals. But wait, there's more detail. And not to his posterity. There you go. That's his seed, That's his children. Thinking, yeah. Nor according to his dominion, which he ruled for his kingdom, shall be plucked up even for others beside those. And in history, Alexander the Great, 
did not have children. So the kingdom was split in four, which the Bible says. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It, uh, amongst his four generals. So not so. only though it tell you it's, you know, the King Grisha, not only did it tell you the kingdoms were split in four, it also prophesied that he wouldn't go to any of his prosperity, prosperity. And of course that's because he doesn't have any children. And again, so I mean, even prophesying that he's not going to have any kids <laughs> without saying it, but obviously that's how it fulfilled. That's why he could not pass the kingdom uh, down to his children because they didn't have any. And again, like you mentioned, hmm. uh, taken over by his four generals in the Bible, so specific time and time again. And uh, I think, brother, what I'm going to do is uh, share one in uh, Revelation 13, and then we'll see where time is at and uh, maybe come back to you for a couple more. I, I wanted to get this one in on this podcast, and obviously it's uh, very well known, Revelation 13, 18, in regards to what's coming. And I believe, again, we're seeing the stage set with this um, in regards to everything that's going on in the world, speaking economically and the crazy, uh, all the talk about cryptocurrency and everything going on and Bitcoin and Dogecoin and, <laughs> you know, all these other currencies. But uh, I find this pretty remarkable. And obviously, uh Revelation uh, chapter 13, verse 18, here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the bees, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and six. And obviously we, we see there that's in regards to what's coming, in regards to the mark of the beast. Uh, you go back to verse 16, and it says, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand or in their foreheads and that no man might buy or sell save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name and again so somehow some way the antichrist is going to implement an economic system where you cannot buy sell or trade unless you have the marker or his name in the right hand or the forehead we know that um, but what i was finding remarkable and um, i want to make sure i kind of get this information right but I was listening to uh, Kathy Woods. She's like the ARC person over the ARC funds. And she mentioned something in an interview she recently had in regards to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general. And she basically said that this type of currency, cryptocurrency, they can see every single transaction in what someone does. Now, I had a, a good brother tell me, well, right now they can't necessarily tie it to a person because their identity is not known yet. And I, I believe that's probably true, but trust me, they're gonna continue to um, get this technology. But, but the point is, I wanna take away is this. They track, of course, through the IP addresses and the wallets and who has the money. And they can see this wallet has so much percentage of Bitcoin and this wallet has so much of Dogecoin. And, and then all of those things are tracked electronically. And uh, um, all I'm saying is this, I believe this is the stage being set to the Antichrist doing away with paper currency. Now the Bible doesn't say he's gonna do with paper currency, but if he's going to prevent people from being able to buy, sell, or trade, how could he do that if I could walk to my neighbor's house and give him a $5 bill? Well, if that $5 bill is not worth anything anymore because we no longer use a paper currency, then it'd be very possible that this cryptocurrency setup 
is somehow the setup the Antichrist is going to use. And and what's interesting with that, you start looking in uh, Daniel chapter 11, uh, verse 20, it talks about the Antichrist and he's going to be the raiser of taxes. Mm. And uh, I've heard about how they need a cryptocurrency tax and it'd be real easy uh, to implement this somehow, some way in regards to the whole world and not a country, but the whole world is going to go over to some form of electronic, some form of cryptocurrency. And I just see the Antichrist using this to do what? Fulfill prophecy that the Bible told us about in Revelation chapter 13. Now, Brother Brian, maybe uh, maybe expound a little bit and what we see in Luke chapter two, kind of in regards to uh, I think a little type or a foreshadow of the Antichrist's kingdom and in regards to a taxation to the world. So why don't you read that and kind of explain a little bit about that. Luke 2.1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Mm. And the taxing was first made when, when Cyren, Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Isn't that interesting? The whole world mm. should be taxed. And of course we know when Jesus Christ showed up, every single thing, all conditions were there mm. to fulfill everything the Bible said, first and second advent. Right. And not one verse in the Old Testament would not have been fulfilled if Jesus Christ came and the Jews accepted him. He still would have been crucified, right. still would have been buried, still would have rose again. But Rome mm. was in power. Just right. like Rome will be in power at the second advent, Revelation 17. Right. If that's not Rome. I'm a monkey's uncle. That's Rome, Revelation 17. <laughs> But all the conditions were present, all the conditions were ready without one hiccup that that would have been the second advent. That would have been the time of the end. There would have been no 2,000-year church age. And there's a fulfilling of that, a worldwide tax, just like there will be a worldwide tax with the Antichrist, like right. it says in Daniel 11. And by the way, King James onlyism, the new Bibles don't say tax, they say a census or a wow. count. Yeah. But no big deal, right? <laughs> and there's been more and more talk about world tax and carbon tax and crypto tax. And, and, and again, what we're saying is there's going to come a world tax and it's probably going to come under the guise of uh, the Antichrist when he's going to raise taxes and probably connect it in with a cryptocurrency or, you know, some, some other way he's going to implement a world tax. And we see this foreshadowed in type and picture here in Luke chapter two. And again, these are just amazing things concerning the world we live in. Uh, how the stage is being set, how the technology is there, and how I do believe here in the near future we're going to get off of a paper currency, and I believe it is going to be some form of cryptocurrency that's going to be controlled, and they'll know every transaction, and guess what they can do with the flip of the switch and to prevent you from buying and selling mm -hmm. unless you conform, unless you get in line with their program. And uh, so I believe that's what's coming. I believe that's what we see. Now, I, I just want to mention this. Uh, you know, you start talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and the Antichrist system. I just want everyone listening and viewing to know if you buy and sell crypto, I'm not saying you're of the devil. I think you have complete liberty. I think it's just another means like any other currency is. It's all filthy lucre. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm not guilting anyone. Buy, sell, trade. I hope I hope you, you're very successful and you can make a lot of money for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not what I'm saying at all. But I am saying I see the technology that in the implementation, in the worldwide acceptance, and just the frenzy about it, that I believe in the near future, we will see countries go 
going away from a paper currency and going to a digital currency. Isn't it just kind of odd, like, you know, during this COVID, how there was coin shortages and, you know, you couldn't get change back and there was this shortage and there was a push for used debit cards and electronic right. things. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Debit card ain't cleaner than money. Right, exactly. I guess it changes less hands, but... Yeah, but I mean, a coin shortage, really? You can't give me a change for a dollar? And there was all this push. We would, and uh, there were signs, businesses, says we would not accept, we do not accept cash. And again, I think it's just a prelude of what is coming. Uh, and I think that's what we see here in Revelation chapter 13. Uh, we got maybe about another five minutes left. Brother, you got some other just yeah, neat got a couple little prophecies? A yeah. couple in Hosea, and that'll wrap her up there. Yeah, we're not against Bitcoin if you want to give some Bitcoin to Lighthouse Baptist Amen. or the Word of a King podcast. Go ahead, we don't it. accept it. Yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> Try us out. No. Amen, amen. Hosea 3, 4. For the children of Israel, Hosea is it's definitely pre-captivity, and I think it's when the northern kingdom, Israel, is still in power. So it's 800s, 900s BCs. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king. When Hosea is writing, they have kings. <laughs> Hosea 1, 1 says in the days of Uzziah and Josiah and all that, whatever it says, not Josiah. And without a prince, and without a sacrifice, mm. and without an image, and without an ephod, and without teraphim. And guess what happened? They abode many days without a sacrifice, without a king, without a prince. Just like the Bible says. They ceased to be a nation. Right. They haven't had a king since, oh, I don't know, 2,600 years? Yeah, think about it. And, and again, the, that Jews still can't offer the sacrifice like they're supposed to. Right. They don't have the temple. And again, so you see just... How specific the Bible is in regards to these prophecies, yeah. and it's absolutely amazing. And then the next verse says, Afterwards shall the church return and seek the Lord. Their, oh, no. The children of Israel <laughs> right, return right. and seek the Lord. But that, that's a separate point. Right. Okay, one more on that. Hosea 9, 17. My God will cast them away. Hmm. Why? Because they did not hearken unto him, and they shall be wanderers among the nations. Wow. And guess what? They have wandered. That's history. Yeah, that, <laughs> they've been wanderers yeah. among the nations. Yeah, just look at the history of the Jews. That's what they've been doing, wandering amongst the nations. Just uh, amazing things in regards to the Bible and prophecy. And um, any other that you want to talk about or... Kind of. That's good. All right. Yeah, me too. I think. And again, obviously, we could keep going with uh, many, many more examples. We just wanted to uh, just kind of provoke your your mind. We wanted to stir your heart. We want to encourage you in the things of God. And and uh, this book is amazing. So, brother Brian, I normally and we like to change things up. We like to keep each other on our toes. I normally close out the podcast, but I want you to close out the podcast. You get the final words. Just How do I do that. Well, I have something to say, though. So. Yeah, well, you close it out with whatever you want to say and, and uh, however you want to close it out, brother. I think this is really helpful because I mentioned before I got backslidden and out of church and I was driving a cab, taxi cab at night back when people took taxi cabs and Uber killed the business. And thank God it did because it had a hand in getting me back into church. Amen. Amen. I'd miss church because I'd work, make all your money Saturday nights. But I got really backslidden and all that kind of thing. But I kept thinking in my mind that I know this Bible is true. I wouldn't, Amen. I wanted probably at least a year without even opening my Bible. Mm. And I just knew the Bible was true. I couldn't, I don't know how other people, unless they just don't believe the Bible and they don't have any kind of training or anything and they're not, I, I don't get it. But 
I went over that thing. I know evolution isn't true. Evolution is a total joke. Right. I, I had a professor in my cab once, and we went at it. I had like a two-hour cab drive with this guy. <laughs> he was a professor with degrees and knew his stuff, and we were, and I was defending the Bible. Amen. But they don't have a leg to stand on. Right. Where did the rock come from? We all came from a rock. Where did the rock come from? How did it get there? How did death, non-life become life? Like, that's not science. That's right. not provable. But anyway, my point is that these fulfilled prophecies helped me have faith in the Word, and I think had a big hand in helping me come back to the Lord Jesus Christ as far as fellowship, because I knew this Bible was the Word of God. I knew every minute I lived for myself, and I'm not in church, and I'm not being a godly husband and a godly father, mm. and I'm just living for myself, living like an animal, living like a lost person. I knew it was a total joke, and there is a God, and it's real. Yes, there's amen. a judgment seat of Christ, and there's a heaven, there's a hell, and there's people going to hell, and there's churches, and God, I'm supposed to, I'm here on earth to give God glory. Yes, amen. Praise the Lord, all that good stuff. But we thank you for joining the Word of a King podcast, and may God bless. The key to understand the Word of God is for the author to show you what the thing says. If you understand that book, you get for the author. Then he opened their understanding.